again you're back i'm back hopefully our listeners are back i hope so imagine if we lost everybody just because we had been dark for a, a little period of time i mean it's look it's all about the content it's all about the consistency you got to cater to your your audience and and we failed to do so <laughs> you know sometimes we just don't do that <laughs> well folks this is Modern Dadhood, an ongoing conversation about the joys, the challenges, and the general insanity of being a dad in this moment. And before we introduce ourselves, I just want to say we've got a little bit of a special episode in store for our listeners today, don't we? We do. It's a little bit different. It's a little non-trad. It's a bonus episode. And uh, well, you're going to hear why very soon. But first, who are you, man? My name is Mark Checkett, and I am a dad to twin boy five-year-olds I expected there to be yeah thank you yeah thank you I only noticed today for the first time ever that mark backwards mark with the c backwards is cram when we yeah. were texting oh I noticed that too I noticed that too recently wait um, you've right never on- you're 40 years old and you've never noticed that mark yeah, backwards no, I, is cram I, I, I noticed it recently too I think it was about 40 years ago <laughs> Oh, I should have seen that one coming. Yeah. What a dick. Anyway. My name's Adam Flaherty, and I'm a dad to two daughters who are nine and six. And uh, for those new to modern dadhood, we want to welcome you. Uh, if this is your first episode, uh, welcome home. Come on in. Have have a seat. There's some refreshments over there. Have, have, a, have a cookie. Stay a while. Wherever you're listening, uh, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, or anywhere else, please take a moment to, well, subscribe and leave a five-star rating. That's big, too. And leave a review, just a couple of words. Uh, Most importantly, though, tell a friend that you found Modern Dadhood and tell them what you think of the show, because maybe they would want to listen to it as well. That's probably the biggest thing of all the big things. Are you happy? Because I'm happy. Dude, I am... I'm ecstatic Wow! because we just, uh, we came back from a really awesome family vacation. I was going to, I was going to say, you look like you got some color. You got a little, got a little color. We went, uh, we went to Florida and I have a whole lot to tell you about uh, that experience. But first we, you guys had a school vacation week too. Did you, did you do anything fun with the boys? We did not have a school vacation week because there, there isn't such a thing. Oh, at the daycare. Oh, just wait until so we just had we just had regular old oh no believe you me my man we know it's coming we know we know there's these periods of time where you just are thrust into this like well got to figure it out right. got to juggle all the things uh, we're not there yet though yeah you got to make plans to either get them out of the house or you're taking vacation too whether you like it or not we're doing a summer camp thing for the, the last, just for the summer, for the couple of months before kindergarten to sort of change the pace a little bit. And um, they're excited, but they're also, you know, they're realizing what this means. And uh, 
It's an interesting uh, time, time of change right now. It is interesting when they get old enough to actually reflect on that stuff and to think about it and to get sad about it. Because I feel like when they're any younger than your boys are now, you know, when they're Mm -hmm. two, three and you make a change from one facility to another, you worry that it's going to be really traumatic for them when really like you, you, the parents are the ones that get sad about it. And the kids like in three weeks have forgotten everybody that they knew at the previous place. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know once it, I know once it happens, uh, they're going to just slide right into some new routines, but oh, yeah. it threw, it threw me the other day. One of my, one of my sons came home. I was sitting right here at my desk, just finishing up some things at work. And he just, he just quietly and, and just shoulders are just bent inward and he shuffles over here and he just has tears in his eyes. And I was like, ah, oh, buddy, what, what the heck? He just, he's realizing that that the time at school is ending soon. Uh, and he and he's he just was in that moment where he was like, wait a minute. That means I'm not gonna go to that room anymore. That means I'm not gonna see those teachers. And he just was connecting all the dots and it just it hit him hard. And it totally guy. threw it was a curveball for me and Jamie. We didn't expect him in particular. We we might expect that from our other son, but we didn't expect it from him. Uh and it was a little bit uh heart wrenching, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And you always have those conversations, you know, with the teachers and with, and with your kids that are like, you know, we'll come back and visit and we'll see them around town. And it's like, yeah. you, know, you never go back and visit. <laughs> no, nope. you know, you might see the teacher like 10 years from the, you know, from now yeah. at the supermarket and they'll be like, yeah. Oh my God, you're so big. But wait, they'll say that to me. They'll think I'm really big. Yeah. Oh, you've gotten big. You've gotten huge. What's the matter? You don't exercise? You look unhealthy. (laughs) Yeah, you look really sick. You okay? I got to tell you about our our family vacation. And I'm all ears. I'm going to use this uh, episode to share about it because I think that this is a pretty uh, unbelievable story behind how this happened. Uh, And I also think that there's a lot of stuff that parents listening will be excited to hear and maybe some information that they can use uh, for their own families when they're planning uh, vacations. So a little bit of a backstory. I I know that, Mark, you remember uh, when you and I were at PodFest Expo uh, back in January in Orlando, before the breakout session that I was leading, you and I were talking and we uh, just sort of organically started chatting with a woman named Michelle. You remember Michelle? I do. Yeah. We learned that Michelle's the producer of the Discover Universal podcast, which is the official podcast of Universal Orlando Resort. And so I was super intrigued by that. And I started asking her questions. And this was January. And Sarah and I had been planning to bring the girls down to Orlando in April because Sarah was speaking at a a convention um, similar to how I was speaking at PodFest. She was going to be down there in April leading a breakout session at another conference. And we thought, let's get the girls on a plane. Let's take a family vacation down there. We'll do the Disney thing. My older daughter, who's nine years old, is very into Harry Potter. And so Mm. I was asking Michelle, who obviously works in the Universal Orlando Resort company, for some advice because Universal Orlando Resort has the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. 
And so I was asking her, you know, what are some tips for, you know, what are some rides that we should do? How do we sort of get the most out of that experience? And she was great. She offered us some good advice on the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, but also some of the other great attractions at Universal Orlando Resort. Here's a question, though, real quick, because I'm sort of a noob when it comes to the whole and my wife hates this probably about me because she's actually my wife actually grew up near Orlando, like in in the Ormond Beach area. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not a I'm not a Disney person. I'm not a Universal Studios person. Your kids get that there's like Disney's this thing and it's over here and it's that experience. Universal's here and it, that's its own experience. They they sort of get that. They do, but I'll say you know the parks are you know right on the same level in terms of being an immersive experience, in terms of their level mm-hmm. of detail, in terms of like the, just the quality of the experience. But to a kid, there are things that might feel similar about the, yeah. the parks. So when we got home from PodFest, I, I reached out, you know, on LinkedIn, on email and reconnected with a whole bunch of people that you and I had met down there, including Michelle. Now she was at the session that I was leading so that she knows about our podcast, but something that I shared with her on email, which I don't actually think I've spoken about on Modern Dadhood, is that my nine-year-old daughter, Summer, has a podcast of her own. And it's something Mm -hmm. that I've been sort of working with her on and coaching her on. It's a nature-themed podcast called Natural Nature Youth. I think I've shared it with you, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'll include a link to that in the show notes. So if our listeners want to check it out, it's a, uh, it's pretty fun. I told Michelle about summer's podcast. We were talking about how my family's coming down there. Michelle uh, invited us to come to the universal Orlando resort to come into their official radio broadcast studio and to be on the discover universal podcast talking all about our experience uh, in the parks. That's, that's awesome. That's insane. You sort of surprised the kids with the trip, did you not? Yeah. So this we've wasn't been, a this was not like a pre-planned out thing that they were aware of and looking forward to for a long time. Right. So Sarah and I had been planning it for months because these types of trips, you know, when you're dealing with multiple parks and transportation and lodging, it it takes a lot of uh, a lot of planning and logistics. So we'd been planning it for several months, but we did not tell the girls until just a few days before. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure their their minds were absolutely blown. Not to dwell too much on that on that moment, but I'm I just I want to know like how they responded. I want to know was it like a barrage of questions? Are we doing this? Are we doing that? Did you try to cut them off at the the pass a little bit and say here's how the trip's gonna go? When did you bring up this whole podcast thing that 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 piece of it to 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 summer in particular? Yeah, they lost their mind. I mean, they weren't like they weren't climbing the walls and screaming, but they Mm -hmm. were blown away. Like it didn't it had never crossed their mind that this was in the works. Um, They were totally, totally blown away and totally excited about it. We did, you know, talk about Universal Orlando Resort and all of the fun stuff that we do there. But I didn't tell Summer about the podcast part immediately, mostly because... 
you know, I didn't want Aaron to feel left out. I wanted them to be able to soak in that moment of like excitement sure. and happiness together. Yeah. So with this uh, invitation from Michelle and her colleague, Linda, which was so generous for us to come down and experience the parks, we ended up actually extending our vacation to pack in sort of as much fun as we can, because not only is it Universal Studios Orlando, but there's Universal's Islands of Adventure and then Universal's Volcano Bay, which is this epic water park. We just wanted to do it all. And it was just a really, like a really, really fantastic time. And uh, Summer and I actually, when we got home, recorded uh, a bit of a recap about some of the most exciting and most awesome stuff at Universal Orlando Resort. Uh, And I'm going to play that back shortly so parents listening can hear how awesome it was. Adam, tell me a little bit about the studio part of it. Can we dive into that a, a, a little bit? So the really unique thing about this was going into their recording studio with their hosts, David and Carrie, who host this Discover Universal podcast. And, you know, they sat us down in the chairs. It was just a really like proud dad moment for me because I have been enjoying coaching Summer through this process of making her podcast, thinking about topics, writing scripts and, you know, interviewing people, thinking about interesting questions to ask people and then sort of actively listening and responding as opposed to it just like going to your next question. And even things like audio editing, like she'll sit down and want to edit her podcast. And it's been a really... I don't know. I'm really proud of how far she's come with it. She's really grasped grasped it and she's very excited about it. And so then to be in there in the studio of a pretty high profile podcast and just sort of watch her do her thing and engage with the hosts and answer their questions. It was like a real a real sense of uh, pride and excitement for me. And I know that that she felt really um, good about it, too which was cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. I mean, I, c- I can only imagine being nine years old and being in a, in a situation like that. I mean, w- was she nervous, but like holding it together? Was it excitement? You know, was it like awe? Like, how would you describe like her, her sort of demeanor through that whole process? Yeah, that's a great question. She in the past has had a tendency to get kind of shy as she's very outgoing and, and presents very well in front of a group when, when she's prepared, like in school, she does awesome on her podcast, but she can get kind of shy and and clam Mm -hmm. up a little bit. And so we talked a lot about like the types of questions they might ask. And she said, I think, I think it's going to be great. She was really looking forward to it. And she did really Well, for a nine-year-old, I was thinking back, like, uh, for me, I probably would have bombed something like that. (laughs) And I think the hosts had a lot of fun. Sarah and our our younger daughter, Erin, were in there with us, too. And uh, it was just really cool seeing her, like, kind of in the spotlight like that. Yeah, I bet bet you and Sarah just... Probably had several moments where, you know, you kind of had to look around and think, like, wow, look at this. Look at our kid. Look what she's doing right now. For sure. Yeah. And, you know, we also reminded the girls that this isn't something that every family gets the opportunity to experience. Like it's kind of right. a, a once in a lifetime opportunity. And we had to 
take advantage of it. We had to do it. You know, yeah. I'm so grateful that we were able to do it. So anyway, like I said, when uh, when some when we got home, Summer and I uh, recorded a recap, which I'm going to play back for you now. We talk about Universal Studios, we talk about Universal's Islands of Adventure, and we talked about Volcano Bay, which was again this uh, this amazing sort of larger than life water park. It was incredible. We also wore lavalier mics and so you'll hear some audio from on the rides and uh, and in the parks and so um let me play back this uh recording of summer and me i am very excited to listen in all right Summer. So we went into the Wizarding World of Harry Potter through Islands of Adventure. And so the first area that we saw was Hogsmeade, right? Yes. And you saw Hogwarts. Yeah. So we went to Hogwarts first, but yeah. So tell me about the experience of seeing that for the first time. It's breathtaking when you see it for the first time. It just feels like you're actually there in the book of the movie and it has so much detail and so much to see the castle looked so realistic and when we walked into hogsmeade you could walk down the street to see the shimmering snow and it just felt so magical let's talk about the rides that we did in the wizarding world of harry potter what do you remember? What's the, What was the first one that we did? I think the first one was The Forbidden Journey. So the line was inside Hogwarts. So it was really cool to see the moving pictures and these stairways and little doorways that came into other rooms. When we got on the ride, it was like a virtual thing so there was this screen and you felt yourself going up and down really fast at parts though it like moved along and like there were these props that like jumped out at you so it was it was really cool feel good summer yeah I closed my eyes for a lot of it. I did it. A mixture of physical things in front of you and then things on a screen combined with the motion of the ride really makes you feel like you're flying. Uh Uh-huh. So then you and Mommy did the Flight of the Hippogriff. Yes. Tell me about that one. So it was a roller coaster. Actually, in line, we met up with my friend, which I didn't know was in Florida. But, yeah, it was a roller coaster. We started off going up a hill where you could see the hippogriff buckbeak. And then it went down and around really fast. It was super fun. So you, one of your favorite things at Universal Orlando Resorts was the big roller coasters, the Incredible Hulk. I love roller coasters. The Velocicoaster. So how did Flight of the Hippogriff compare to those others? Well, it wasn't that big, but it was still really, really fast. It didn't. Um, go upside down, but it was 
it was like a normal roller coaster. So maybe a good roller coaster for kids who are a little bit younger. Yeah, definitely. And then we did Escape from Gringotts, right? Actually, we took the Hogwarts Express. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk Uh about Hogwarts Express. So we had to wait in this sort of long line. But while you're waiting for Hogwarts Express on either side, right? There's there's so much cool stuff. So much to see. There's um, Hedwig, the owl. Um, there's, There's like suitcases. You can see like this fake luggage. Hedwig was actually blinking and turning yeah, his head around. Yeah, uh-huh. That was cool. And then the Hogwarts Express arrived. It stopped, of course. And when you got on, oh, my gosh, um, you sat down with a lot of other people and just looking out the window... Um, you could see all of London. At one point, there was a little storm, and you passed trees, and you saw Hogwarts, and then you stopped and got out, and you were in Diagon Alley. So you actually waved bye to Hagrid and Hogwarts to get there. On the way back, however, they were Dementors. Mm-hmm. Um, all of a sudden, the window turned black, and you heard... Someone scream like Dementors. Um, help me explain it. It's like this, like hand on the door. Well, we should say so. This is a fully immersive experience. So on the window side, you're looking out at this screen that makes you feel like you said like you're in London. Uh-huh. But on the door side, so you came where you came into the train car. You There's stuff see, happening like, on that side, too, and it feels like people yeah. are really there tapping on the window. And you can, like, see the shadow of people walking by getting seats. And so when the Dementor came, you explain it some. Um, so you can, you can see this hand on the door. It was creepy it and cool. It kept, like, coming up the door. So that, that was, the train ride was really, really cool. Oh, yeah, and the other awesome ride that we did was... The Escape from Gringotts. Do you want to talk about that yes. one? Yes. Uh, we also did the Hagrid's. Oh, you and Mommy did that. Yeah. Yeah, I was so jealous that I didn't get to do that one with you. But tell me about tell me about that ride. So I'll tell you about Escape from Gringotts first. So we got back and went into Diagon Alley. On Gringotts was the huge dragon and it breathed fire. Real it was fire. incredible. Real fire. You could feel the heat. It was so cool. Is that real fire? Yeah, real fire. You went inside the Escape from Gringotts ride. In line, there were these goblins. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They were so cool. Riding with a quill... They were very lifelike. Yes, they looked real. Daddy, did you know that they were goblins? Wouldn't have known unless you told me. You're a goblin. No, they're actually like goblins. I mean, you're actually a goblin. No, but like, no, I'm a human. They're like goblins. Yeah, but like actually, you're kind of a goblin. No, but like, they're like really a goblin. We got onto the ride. It was another one of those screen things, but it also moved. It's like a combination of a simulator and a roller coaster. Yeah, it was it was 
great. You're in this, like, cart. You see Voldemort, and, like, he stole from Gringotts. So you're running away, and they, like, shoot fire and, like, ice at you. Then you can actually feel it. They break the... At the start, they, like, break the track, and you, like, tilt down, and it's like a drop. It's not straight down, but it's so fun. And you go through these dark tunnels, and then you come back to the screen, they try to get you again, and there's this snake... The Escape from Gringotts was another one that had such great detail, even while you were waiting in line. It told such a great story. You can see, oh, yeah, um, if you looked up, you can see these, like, I want to say crystals. Well, we were lucky that we had the unlimited express pass, so we were able to move through most of those lines very quickly. But in some of them, I was almost like, I wish we had a few extra minutes to uh-huh. just take in all the detail of these different scenes that we're standing in. Uh-huh. But I would say to any parents who are planning a vacation to Universal Orlando Resort, uh, that that unlimited express pass makes a huge difference. It a saved huge us difference. a lot of time. Um, I was going to tell you about Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. Yeah, that's um, one of the most, that's probably the most that popular probably ride actually, in the Wizarding World. And there was so much detail. These rooms where you could see like dragon eggs and stuff. Describe to me when you actually got on the bikes. Like how is this different from a roller, a different, a, a traditional roller coaster? Wow. So you get on this motorbike. Mommy and I went on it. She went on the big motorcycle and I went on the sidecar. You got on, it went so fast. At one part, you come up, and it's a broken track. Mm -hmm. And then you go back down, and it switches tracks. And you're in this creepy cave. If you're a fan of Harry Potter, you don't want to miss being in the world of Harry Potter. You have been reading the books, and I know that they have pictures in them, but how does... Hogsmeade and Diagon Alley compare to what you had in your brain about what these places would look like? It looks a lot like what I thought. I've also seen it in the movies, so I pretty I pretty much knew. But before that, when we were just reading the books, it looks really real, like it would be a real place. Talk to me about the experience of making the wands. Tell me about that shop and what the presentation was like. Oh, so we walk into the shop and there's a crowd of people in a circle. Mr. Ollivander picks one person and she went up and he fits the wand for her. So my little sister, Erin, she wasn't there with us, but um, we... I saw a wand, and I thought, that's perfect for her. If you could only choose one word to describe the experience at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, what would it be? Epical. I made it up, but 
It means super duper 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 epic. I have to agree. Totally epical. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was great. It was magical. It was um, immersive. It was thrilling. It was detail-oriented. It was awesome. Epical. Uh Oh, the one thing we didn't talk about was the butter beer. Butter beer. Yes. Okay. So you you and I have slightly different opinions on the butter beer. So you could get it in a slushy called um, frozen butter frozen, beer. Yeah. You could also get it in a soda. I think it was just cold or hot, right? Yeah, I think it was called like cold butter beer. I think they have ice cream too. They have ice cream. They have like seven choices. But what we only tried one of them. Our family. Yes, our family tried the slushy the frozen butterbeer uh-huh it was super sweet it was very sweet very, very sweet for me i didn't like the taste of the butterscotch um it just wasn't that appealing i loved it you loved it erin mm-hmm. oh i think she really liked it erin loved it too uh-huh and she's six yeah i would probably try the soda but not the ice cream All right, so we talked about all the Harry Potter stuff. We did a bunch of rides, either with our whole family or just you and me. And I just want to quickly go through some of them, some of our favorites. First one, Revenge of the Mummy. Revenge of the Mummy was awesome. Uh Uh-huh. A great indoor roller coaster. Uh And at the end... There, there was like these bright tunnels you went through in this dark hole. Yeah. Um, it said like, please remain seated. We'll get you off. And there was like this video of a guy talking saying, please remain seated. And then the mummy punched through the screen and said like, no, you'll keep going. And there was fire and the roller coaster kept going. It was so incredibly fun. Great ride. Uh-huh. Um, Fast and Furious. We did Fast and Furious. Yep. Uh-huh. Which was fast and furious, believe uh-huh. it or not. It was. A simulator where you're on like a party bus. Yes. You're like running away from these people. But screens all around you. And the bus is racing and shaking and you're in this high speed yes. chase. It was intense. Definitely. There's. Our family loved uh, E.T. E. Adventure. Yes, that was very fun. So you, they give you, they ask you your name in the line and you tell them and they give you this card and at the end of the ride goes like bye and it's in E.T.'s voice it says bye and it says like all the names I remember doing that one in the 90s and yeah yeah and my parents loved that ride and I love that it hasn't changed a bit since then it's perfect it's perfect Oh, let's talk about Jurassic Park. So Jurassic Park is an area of Universal Orlando Resort that I yes. I wish we could have spent more time in. Can you talk about the Velocicoaster? Because that was for I know for you and me that was one of both Whoa. for both of us it was one of our very favorite rides. It's like my favorite roller coaster. Yeah. Tell me about Velocicoaster. Velocicoaster. It goes upside down at parts, but not like full loops. I think it did that once, but don't be scared. It's very 
very fun. It does these crazy corkscrews. Um, I'll say I've been on a lot of roller coasters in my life, and the way that the Velocicoaster accelerates, you you go from zero to I think it's like sixty five miles an hour. Um, yeah, I, we looked it up. It was around sixty five. Yeah, you are cruising, and it throws you into these crazy, you know, corkscrews. And there's a stretch. Do you remember the stretch of walkway that you go and the roller coaster? A track goes yeah. right over you, the Velocicoaster, and that on that stretch, it it's when it flips down. your car upside down. Yeah, so people so, are walking on this sidewalk, well, and there's suddenly at one point it's like a straight down drop, not exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's like straight down, and you go down, and then right when you recover from it, it like flips you over the walkway that people are walking, and then flips right side up again. I felt like so much of the Velocicoaster, I was out of my seat, like hovering out of my seat. Same. It was awesome. Um, you know, what we also did that afternoon was Skull Island Reign of Kong. Yes, that, that was so fun. Another simulator where you feel like you're falling down in these like canyons. King Kong is larger than life. But then what happens at the end of the ride? Right before you get off, there's this huge mechanical King Kong head. <sighs> And, like, someone's whispering, like, don't breathe, stay still. Um, and it's, and you just see King Kong breathing at you. And then he, he lets then out he this roars. enormous roar that, like, shatters your soul. And it was supposed to be, like, a small roar. Yeah. Nobody move. Don't even breathe. Well, yeah, it was, it was very fun. We did the Cat in the Hat. Oh, yeah. We ride. went through, uh, through Seuss Landing, the Dr. Yeah, Seuss area. That was fun. The whole, the whole thing was great. Islands of Adventure, Universal Studios Orlando, all of it. The other part that I wanted to chat about is the part that connects those two parks, which is Universal City Walk. Because there, there's great food. We made some dinner reservations there. There's great uh, treats. Do you remember some chocolate emporium? Yes. It had these huge milkshakes. You get to pick a flavor of milkshake. On the top, there's something. So I picked mint chocolate chip. Aaron got a birthday cake one. Uh-huh. I got a cookie, like a cookies and cream type one. And what did mommy get? Nutella. Nutella. Yeah. So I, mint, mint chocolate chip for me, it was mint chocolate chip milkshake. And on the top was this huge Oreo and pieces of chocolate. And my sister Erin got birthday cake flavor. So it was a birthday cake flavored milkshake. And on the top was a piece of cake. Yeah, these things were unbelievable. And it was right next to the Hard Rock Cafe. Which was. Which is cool. But I have to give a shout out to my friend Rich. Do you remember we popped into the rock shop and And we saw my friend Rich LaBombard? Yeah, he's a fire eater. He's a magician, but for many years he's worked at the rock shop there, and uh, and he is a great dude. Always good to catch up with him. So that was the parks and City Walk. There's another thing that we have to talk about, and that is Universal's Volcano Bay. Volcano Bay, yes. I'm just going to turn it over to you. Can you describe walking into Volcano okay. Bay and seeing... You walk into Volcano Bay and you see this huge volcano. 
with slides coming out of it and slides all around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so fun. We did the oh yeah slide. Oh yeah and oh no. Oh yeah and yeah, oh no. So yeah. the oh yeah slide was very fun. So you get this little wristband. It's called a tapu tapu. And you tap it to these, um, so there's these signs for rides. I really like drops. So we went up and there was a green drop, a blue drop, and a red drop. And the red drop. The red drop looked the scariest because it didn't just drop you and then turn. It dropped you and then you went straight down. Dropped you straight down and then it turned at the end. This is called the Ko'okiri body plunge. Yeah, it's... it's uh, so we went up in line, and then we noticed the blue and green one are called the serpentine body slides. And we noticed that the red one had a different name, and we actually signed up specifically for the red one. And we didn't know that until we were at the top, that uh, we were in line for the steep one that drops you 125 feet down. Down. Now, you've done a ride like this before, but what were you thinking when you got into this capsule and they were about to release you? I was actually really scared, but it turned out being really fun. So the whole thing, it's like a giant beach, too. So by the wave pool, there's lots of chairs with sand and another really immersive experience. We spent a good portion of a day there. And I feel like we could have spent, you know, several days just at Volcano Bay. Yes. Cool thing was with that Tapu Tapu wristband, you could um, get a lot done. You didn't have to wait a long time in the lines because it just told you when to come back. Yeah. And when you came back, you could essentially just get on the ride. Definitely. Or get on the slide, I should say. And then the last thing we can chat about is the hotel. It was Universal's Endless Summer dockside inn that we stayed at. Yes, the room was cool. It has three beds. You opened the blinds in our room, looked out looked onto out this onto the pool. awesome pool. Yes. Okay, so the pool is really fun. You too. and your sister spent a lot of hours in that pool. Uh-huh. So is there any advice you would give to parents who are listening and trying to think of their next vacation about Universal Orlando Resort? Go there. <laughs> do all the rides. It's that easy. Go there. Just go there. Gotta do it. We will certainly be going back. Uh-huh. Well, there you have it. I do want to make it clear for our listeners that uh, this is not a paid endorsement for Universal. I want to share how how much fun our family had at the parks. And I want to say thank you to Michelle and Linda at Universal Orlando Resorts, visiting them, doing the parks, staying on the property, being part of the Discover Universal podcast. All of that added a bunch of extra excitement, made our family vacation extra special. So dads, if you couldn't tell from that recap with my daughter, we really can't recommend planning a vacation around visiting Universal Orlando Resort enough. I've put some links in the show notes so you can learn about the different parks and the resort that we stayed at. And again, this is not a paid endorsement. Uh, They're not affiliate links or anything like that. I just want you to have the access to the information uh, for when you're thinking about 
planning your next family vacation. Um, before we close, I'd like to read a text message from my wife because I think every single text message, and I love her dearly, please don't, don't, don't take this the wrong way. I love my wife dearly, but I think every text message that I get from her is sent in a sort of frantic, you know, like I have about a half a second before I got to switch from this thing to that thing. You know, you know, the, you know, the. I sure do. Are there undertones of anger? Like something is no, your fault? No, 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 definitely not. But there are often misspellings. Okay. Okay. So this is the, all right, I'm going to get them is the first thing. So that's, she's Picking up the on boys. the way now to pick up the boys. She says, I just turned the oven on. If you can put the Peters in. You guys are having Peters for dinner? Apparently. <laughs> I love Peters. So I'm going to have to, I mean, I know what that means, but I always have to sort of take a second and I, and I gotta, I gotta, I gotta think it's pizza. Oh, but I know that because it's Friday and Friday night pizza night at the check-in household. That makes a whole, so you're going to have some slices of Peter. Who wants for dinner? Hey, who's hungry for some more Peters kids? Friends, thanks for listening to Modern Dadhood. Uh, again, please consider leaving a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen. And wherever you listen, hit the subscribe button. Smash that's it. the subscribe button. That's it. I knew it was something. Um, you know, of course, we always challenge you to tell one friend about this show. Uh, you can find us out there in the in the, uh, the digital world at moderndadhood.com, uh, where you can purchase t-shirts, dad hoodies. You can listen to every single episode if that's how you prefer to listen. Uh, we've got a little form there if you want to fill that out and write to us and tell us what you like about the show. Tell us what you don't like about the show. Tell us the topic all, you want to learn about. That's a great, Adam, that's a great idea. Tell us that you're planning your next vacation at Universal Orlando Resorts. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook if that's your thing. You know, we're also on LinkedIn. Just search for Modern Dadhood. Adam, would you like to thank anybody? Thank you as always to Casper Baby Pants, Spencer Albee for the music in our podcast. Thank you to Pete Morse at Red Vault Audio. His website is redvaultaudio.com for pressing the buttons, turning the dials, and making us sound as good as we possibly can, considering we are amateurs. What about our guest today? Oh, thanks to my nine-year-old daughter, Summer Flaherty. I'm going to put a link to her podcast, Natural Nature Youth, in the show notes. Thank you so much again to Michelle and Linda, our new friends at Universal Orlando Resort. Thanks to David and Carrie, the hosts of the Discover Universal podcast. And Mark, the final thank you belongs to you. Thank you for listening. Thank you.